we only have time for one more. I have a few more cards. Some of them are very directed um, and specific about specific jobs of individuals, and so I would encourage those people to speak if we have any time left, because I also want to be respectful of the forum's time um, directly with these individuals about their specific jobs um, and organizations. But this is one that I really think speaks to the day, which is here we are, these organizations talking about tolerance and um, acceptance of refugees. Yet there are many who feel that by doing that, their rights are somehow infringed upon and there's not tolerance for their own belief systems. Um, so how do we address that challenge in our society of um, knowing that if a position of your organization or your organization or your or any of your organizations um, speak out against a certain group, um, a certain political party, a certain uh, ideology, how do we then get up in here and preach tolerance when we ourselves may not be demonstrating tolerance of the difference of opinion? One of, the, one of the things that happens a lot, especially to me in Detroit, um, I, I'm in the community a lot, and um, I'm talking about immigrants in an environment where even, you know, black residents still don't have access to some of the things I'm talking about. And so uh, in my work, I talk about structural racism every day, everywhere I go. Um, I work with lots of other organizations who talk about the economy or jobs, and I'm like, well, let's talk about like what's on the table. You know, let's talk about race. Let's talk about. Um, see, <laughs> we do a lot. There's some partners at the at here, um, and one of the things that we do with Welcoming Michigan and, and my work, and uh, we, we require partners to deal with a whole community. If I'm never going to go somewhere and just deal with the immigrants or other language speakers, we're going to deal with the community in its entirety. So many of our classes and resources are for everyone. Because to be integrated is not just to make sure that you're good and you're okay and you get a job. It's to make sure that you know your neighbor, your neighbor knows you, that um, the difficult questions that come up are answered, um, that there are activities. Um, so that um, we can engage and have these conversations. Uh, and I, I, a, a good example, for example, is at the table when um, the, the arena started to happen and there was jobs and people were like, oh, there's so many jobs. Why aren't people applying? There are no buses. People will get a job and be late and get fired. So can we go talk to the people that are the foremen or whoever that system is and talk about the sensitivity required um, to hire the young people that live, and not just the young people, but the people, I know some of them that were applying, but if you're coming from the east side from Gratiot, it takes you an hour and a half to get there, and maybe you don't have water. So you're kind of ashamed, or you don't know, like, can they offer laundry services? You know, or what did, you know, are they really, really thinking about who lives in Detroit, who might really need this job? So. You know, I'm at, at uh, community forums or, in, you know, with other groups are talking about the economy or talking about Detroit, and, and I'm bringing stuff to the table. Like, we want everyone at the table, and until you have these realistic conversations about why people aren't accessing these jobs, it's not because they don't want to. You'll hear that. Um, and it's, I believe every day, my job, all of our jobs, to interrupt racism. If you start to hear something, you guys say, excuse me. Well, let's talk about that. I mean, we don't want to have a fight or make someone wrong, but we definitely want to say, let's have a full conversation around what this is. Like, what is this impression you have? You know, um, where, you know. And I often will ask, 
Who did you know that did that? Do you know a person whose name you can tell me? Or is this a story you heard or some impression you have from the news? And so uh, um, I know that we're working with immigrants um, and we work with sensitive populations and the whole spectrum international students to undocumented people. Um, and we want access for everyone. But um, no matter what the sensitive population is, whether it be an immigrant, undocumented, just another language speaker, citizen, or you know someone who hasn't had access to education because of the bus routes and their skin, you know their skin color isn't you know like mine, but they're black and they live in Detroit, and we want resources for them as well. And um, you know all of it's a huge spectrum. And the thing that I often will tell people is that. We all need to be, those that have access to stuff and language and a voice in public, privilege, because all of us here have privilege, um, is that we need to all collectively fight and, and bring these issues to the table all the time. Um, and remember that the people that are coming, wherever they're coming from, is that there are like grandparents and great-grandparents who came with nothing, whether they came from the South right, to, for a job, or they came from another country. And if you have access to one thing, then share it. And if you're not sharing it, you should be embarrassed. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, um, I guess I would just say, I think it's so important to listen, right? And I think Raquel did a great job of talking about that, too, is listening to the community about what is needed um, and starting there and making sure that we're listening to each other, um, whatever the concerns are. Um, I think when advocates are speaking about this issue relating to refugees or immigrants in general, and if any of us are feeling uncomfortable about the conversation, instead of getting defensive or retreating, maybe we need to lean into it a little bit and like the word privilege was used, like we, there are varying levels of privilege. I have male privilege, like our society historically has been male chauvinists, right? Misogynists, no doubt about it. Uh, if you're white in America, uh, you have white privilege. If you're a Christian, if you're, if you're a white male Christian, you're really winning. You got all, you, you have like the ultimate social political privilege, even if you don't have money. Privilege isn't about coming from a, from a uh, educated family or having monetary access. This is a, a big myth relating to uh, privilege. So if you hear something, instead of, instead of that making you uncomfortable about what's being said, maybe lean into it a little bit and try to like deal with it instead of like putting up your, your, your defenses if you're hearing something that is uh, making you uncomfortable. Uh, that's my advice. So I'd like to thank all of you. Again, um, I'm not sure if you can stick around for any extra questions from the audience directed at you individually. Um, we want to encourage everyone to please partake in the food because we have lots of it. And we also have a survey. Um, it looks like this. And we really would like for you to, it's on the tables over there, and we would really like for you to fill it out and give us some feedback because I'm going to leave you with um, a thought and a question. It's kind of rhetorical. You can shout out answers if you really want to, but it was written, I believe, from someone in the audience, and it says it's not for the panel, it's for the audience. So there's lots of people here in the audience from MCMR, as well as wonderful, supportive community groups, members of the communities, um, citizens of these communities, what actions might we take in our community to be more welcoming, 
and what policies are we going to ask our city councils to look at at adopting and amending? Again, for you to think about, for you to say, so Martin Luther King Day is really given as a day of reflection. For you to think about what actions do we take to become more accepting of one another, to open up the dialogue, and to really listen to each other, because we all are valid in our own concerns. And we all are valid in our positions. But if we don't take the time to listen to one another, we get to a defensive mode real quickly. And so I just really encourage you guys to reflect as you leave here today and think about what now? What can we do to make a difference going forward? Not just for our immigrant and refugee populations, but for all of us as a community. And I thank you all, and thank you to our wonderful family.